Hey friends, and welcome back to the Alex Makes VR podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be diving into something that I'm just feeling a little bit inspired by today. It's based on the subject, what is the future of VR storytelling? That's what we're all trying to figure out, right? Like all of us interested in creating creative, narrative-driven pieces of work in virtual reality, we are all trying to like envision what the future of this is. Because we all agree there is a future, we're just not really sure what it looks like. So I'm going to dive into my predictions and my general thoughts on the subject in this episode. If you've got a subject or a question that you want to me to explore in future episodes, then reach out. I would love to hear from you. Alex Makes VR on Instagram and Twitter. I'm also putting out a really regular newsletter, which kind of covers all of these topics in short, little, concise um, bites. If you want that delivered straight to your inbox, you can sign up to the newsletter at alexmakesvr.com. So the future of VR storytelling. I feel like I've covered some of this in a previous episode. In fact, it was episode number seven, where I talked about what I think the immersive industry will look like in five to 10 years. So if you've not listened to that episode, maybe go back and check that out. That is my high level thoughts on um, on my predictions, I guess, for the overall immersive industry. And it's funny, right? Because we're in an industry that changes so much. We're discovering new things. New technologies are like constantly coming out. The hardware is changing. We're seeing more and more activity around um Social VR, for example, Apple has made some quite big acquisitions um, over the last couple of months. You see Facebook about to launch Horizons, which is their version of Ready Player One's Oasis. You know, we're seeing a lot of stuff happen in the general overall immersive space. But what about storytelling? What about us creatives? Where Where's the future for us? What is VR storytelling going to look like in the future? Now, unless you're Mystic Meg, like no one knows, right? That's the whole point. That's kind of like the weird fun of it is we're, we all agree that there is some future, but we're not sure what it looks like. We're in that messy beginning where everything is up for grabs. Everything has to be trialed and errored. Everything has to... Um, trial and errors, that's the wrong phrase, isn't it? Like everything has to be tried just to see whether it works, to see what the reaction is. And the difficulty is we are definitely still in that phase of the medium where everything's a bit novel. So you could kind of do anything in in, uh, VR storytelling. And because it's so new and exciting, you're definitely going to probably get some of that like novel feedback of the fact that actually a lot of the times if it's someone's first time in a VR headset they're probably going to be blown away as long as the thing that you're showing them isn't shit so we're in that weird bit where we all agree there's a future but we're still in that bit of like we haven't tried everything yet so we're not really sure what does and doesn't work in terms of VR storytelling and obviously VR storytelling is such a generic term because that encompasses everything, right? I mean, my version of VR storytelling is very different to what, I don't know, someone at Atlas Five like considers VR storytelling. Um, there's seems to be anyway, and this is complete conjecture, but 
theirs is and if you don't know who atlas 5 are by the way they are one of the biggest um vr distribution and production kind of studios in the world they are behind some of the biggest titles um that have sold at sundance and premiere at all these big fancy film festivals and then go on to be distributed um on the steam and and um oculus stores as well as arcades worldwide um so some of their titles for example are spheres and um gloomy eyes and you know their version of storytelling looks very different to like my version of storytelling you know I'm more interested in kind of uh, character driven quite passive first time experience dramas created usually in 360 video their version is high-end CGI created interactive pieces still with story at the heart of it still with the narrative and the whole point being um you know for the piece to tell a story that's still the same but the way that they achieve that is very different to the way that I achieve that which is way which is wildly different to the way that you might achieve that and and it's not to say that anyone is right or wrong because again this is a is a spectrum really isn't it essentially if you're telling stories in VR, then you are a VR storyteller. But where does that leave us? Because, I mean, we can all agree what is a film. We can all agree. Now, of course, within film, you've got different genres, different lengths, uh, different styles. It will appeal to different people. But within VR storytelling, it's not even like we don't even know what to call them. It's like, do you call it a VR film? Do you call it a VR? It's it's not really a game, but do you call it an experience? All these different kind of capture technologies, the way that you experience them is also different. It's just a complete shit show, really, isn't it? <laughs> and part of that is quite fun because we are part of the group of pioneers shaping that, which is quite exciting. But at the same time, where is it all going to go? So... I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I am someone that really, really enjoys creating experiences for a first-time user. I like creating quite simple VR storytelling experiences that don't have a lot of interaction. And I want it to be able to be seen in a group context, usually by a first-time VR audience. That's what I get excited about. Those are the kind of stories that I like to tell. But there are so many hurdles and challenges that come with that. And in my heart of hearts, I don't think that in five years time, we're all going to a cinema and putting on VR headsets on or whatever the version of cinema is in the future. Um, in my heart of hearts, I don't believe that we're going to go to a cinema and put on a headset and sit there and experience uh, a piece of VR passively together. Now that might come as a shock to a lot of people because <laughs> that is at the core of what I do. But my belief is the, the, the next five years, we will have those experiences. We will put on those cinemas. We will put a, we will go to VR arcades. We will uh, create these group showing experiences but eventually we will get to the point where the kind of VR storytelling that is commonplace will be that, that hybrid between film and game that we're all constantly 
toying with and teetering around. As much as I love passive VR storytelling, which is how I would kind of categorize what I do, because 360 video generally, you can't interact with it that much. It's a passive experience. You're not making active choices. I love that. And I think there is absolutely a space for it. And I think it's important because it is those kind of first time experiences that are going to get people into our ecosystem. But in 10, 20, whatever years time, I think VR storytelling will look similar to the kind of um, idea and the, uh, the what's the word, the, the kind of the way that someone might play something like Dungeons and Dragons. That's right. We go in nerdy on this episode. So I've never actually played Dungeons and Dragons, but I do listen to a hilarious podcast um, by my, one of my favorite comedians who it, basically the whole podcast is uh, them playing Dungeons and Dragons. And what they do, and the reason I'm so fascinated by it is because the dungeon master, like the person that heads up that game is the storyteller they are the world builder. So in this particular podcast, for those of you who want to check it out, it's called Not Another D&D Podcast. Um, for those for those of you who don't know, like there's basically, you know, a dungeon master is the like the kind of the person that um, creates the world. They there are certain rules, I think, like like with any game, because uh, I think you would consider it more of a game than anything. Um, but then it's up to the dungeon master to create the universe, to create branch narratives, because that dungeon master is constantly reacting to what the players do. So they can't know what the story is ahead of time. They have a vague idea of where they want to take it, but they have to kind of be responsive and reacting to what the character's doing. And the more I listen to that hilarious podcast, the more I think that is the future of VR storytelling. The future will be this kind of, this responsive, reactive story. It will be branched. It will be um, active. It won't be a passive experience. And I could be wrong. Obviously, these are totally my predictions. And obviously, this is coming from someone who who loves and is the core of my business is doing some of those more passive experiences so you know it's not like I've got um it's not like I'm doing myself any favors by predicting this this is just genuinely what I believe to be true the future of VR storytelling will be those kind of and I don't know whether that will look like um AI will will the equivalent of the VR dungeon master be uh which sounds quite kinky really doesn't it um the the version of the vr dungeon master might be uh like an ai in you know in 20 years time that could be very real or it could be a bit like another kind of way of thinking about it is like you know when you're a kid and you play games with your friends because you're just using your imagination um whether it's, I guess it's kind of like a, a version of LARPing, isn't it? Like live action role playing. Like I remember I used to do so much of that with my friends as a kid. We used to pretend to be the Spice Girls. Um, I went through a phase of being absolutely obsessed with um, Dragon Ball Z. And so me and my friends would pretend to <laughs> run around pretending to be like Super Saiyans. 
anyone that's listened to my tech talk already knows that I was obsessed with Xena the Warrior Princess. I used to play that game by myself. I used to like run around the house pretending I was in storylines in Xena. Like, and just, and you know, like that wonder, that imagination that you have as a kid, that I think is as close to what VR storytelling is going to be in the future. That's as, that's as close as I can kind of like, really describe it. I don't really, I don't really know. Like there are, I feel like, uh, the future of VR storytelling is something that I can't even really put into words, but it's most similar to basically the imagination, the, the role-playing games that you would play as a kid. I think that's where this all goes. Now, don't get me wrong. I feel like VR and AR or whatever it is in the future will still be very kind of, uh, it'll be a massive part of everyone's lives. You probably will go to group showings of things. Most likely VR on AR will be this kind of layer on top of uh, a an event. Or um, for example, you might go to a cinema and you might already be wearing your Apple glasses or whatever they are. And maybe you have this extra experience on top of the cinematic experience. So maybe you're seeing the film and a bit like what 3D glasses were, um, maybe certain things like pop out and they like walk around the, the, the environment. Or maybe you're at an art gallery and, you know, you are, the art is coming to life and it does surround you. Or maybe you're at a, a music gig and again, like... Uh, if if anyone's seen the um i think it was is it 3 or ee did like a big showcase at a fashion show about like 5 5g technology um and as the models were like walking down the runway you could see these like big animated like features kind of like coming out like from the stage and like fire like behind like the models like following them trailing them behind it was all it was all graphics it was all in AR like that is I think that's going to be like the future not necessarily of storytelling but that's going to be like this add-on experience to current storytelling mediums maybe but in terms of like you put on a headset you are completely immersed in a virtual world what I think that experience looks like in the future is that kind of like live action role playing, that um, kind of Dungeons and Dragons, Secret Cinema, for example. If you think of like anyone that doesn't know what that is, the Secret Cinema experience is, is quite a popular one in London. And it's basically where they build an actual world from an IP. So the one that I went to was for 28 Days Later. Um, and you go to like this compound and the whole, from the moment that you step onto the location, everything is built from that world. So you are all of a sudden like playing a character in this big open world. And again, it's responsive. There are actors walking around that don't know what you're going to do, but they will respond to you. There's like a certain path that they try and lead you through, but you do have choice. You can make decisions. Um, and at the end of that, then you watch the film. So to me, virtual reality storytelling will be the equivalent of that secret cinema experience. And then maybe at the end of it, you would see a traditional linear film. I, what I'm saying is, I think, and again, I'm just quite inspired. So that's why I'm like rambling about this. But I feel like what I'm saying 
is that the passive VR storytelling experience, and when I say passive, I don't just mean a 3 off 360 project. I'm talking anything that involves you just kind of sitting down and experiencing a linear narrative. I don't think that's going to be a thing in the future of VR storytelling. I think it's going to play a very, very important role over the next five to 10 years to get people into the medium. I think it's going to be really important to see some of those experiences achieve on a very high level to get people to take VR storytelling seriously. In fact, just yesterday, I found out that um, some colleagues, I say colleagues because everyone in the industry are basically friends and colleagues, aren't we? We're all just one person removed from each other. Um, but uh, I was literally just in Brazil last year with uh, the guys at Arvory, um in Sao Paulo. And they literally yesterday just won an Emmy for a project that they were showing me in their, um, in their studio just last year. The first primetime Emmy to ever be won by a Brazilian company. Absolutely outstanding. And how exciting is that, that we're seeing these huge achievements, this huge recognition for our industry? Because when some, when, when, when one of us succeeds, all of us do, because we're all playing the same game. We're all trying to create this space where immersive is taken seriously by the mainstream. We're all trying to get more people into the ecosystem to understand its power, because I think we can all agree that when you do experience VR storytelling for the first time, it is mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. And that's really exciting that we get to be a part of so many people's first-time experience with that. But as we grow, as we get more people into the ecosystem, my personal prediction is that we will shift. We will shift so that in the future, VR storytelling will be much more responsive, reactive, um, it will be a combination of maybe, I mean, it, I don't think it would always have to be social, but even if you're not playing with other people, um, and I say playing, isn't that interesting that even the language around it changes, you're no longer watching something, you're no longer experiencing something, you're actually actively doing something, you're playing, you are, um, you are living your five-year-old fantasies, even if you're not playing with real humans that are characters maybe you're playing with other ai characters it's going to be bonkers we're all going to be actors in the future i'm excited isn't that funny to think even that is quite an interesting notion all kids are actors all kids like play their own games and imagine themselves as dinosaurs and jumping over lava and every kid like plays in this space of like acting um and then it's really funny because when you get older being being an actor is like this choice of career that most people go oh I don't know how you can do that and it's like we literally all did that we did that until society told us not to do that and hopefully in the future those kids will grow up and they would never have to grow out of that they never have to grow out of that phase of having a fantasy world and an imagination they can just literally let it run wild so anyway those are just some of my 20 minutes worth of thoughts on that. <laughs> I would love to hear what your predictions are for the future of VR storytelling. Reach out to me. Genuinely, I would love to hear from you. Alex Makes VR on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can send me an email, alexmakesvr at gmail.com. 
if you enjoyed this or if you enjoyed any of the other episodes um, and if you've not listened to any of the episodes please dive in got a lovely little back catalogue awaiting you my friend um, if you enjoyed any of the episodes I would love it if you take five seconds just to follow or subscribe on the podcast platform uh, the podcast platform the podcast platform that you are listening on right now that would be amazing if you are listening on Apple Podcasts give me a cheeky little rating if you m- wouldn't mind that would be lovely And as always, have a great day wherever you are in the world and I will speak to you soon.